golf show with some golf guys. Brent Cutting and Sam McKee here. We had not a major, not the fifth major, but it was a big tournament. So figure time for a check-in here. Scotty Scheffler, simply unbeatable. The chef, as I like to call him, both via text or via emoji when I'm texting about him. Uh, he, he was nails this weekend, McKee. I, it's, it's a bad way to start off a podcast. I really don't know what more we can say. Um, I think... Yeah, it was a pretty remarkable weekend from Scotty Scheffler. I think there's a lot of kind of narrative around him that uh, it's like really a chicken and the egg situation where people kind of, I don't want to say everyone else kind of just fades away in some of his big wins, right? Like you think about this tournament where he had, you know, Minwoo Lee in his final pairing and he birdies the first hole and you're like, okay, here we go now. And then he immediately triple bogeys three and he's kind of doesn't have anyone really pushing him for the rest of the day. So it was even like that in the Masters kind of when he won, right, with Cam Smith. I know Cam Smith birdied uh, 11 and then immediately dunked one on 12. That kind of took away the pressure. But it just it feels that a lot of the wins that he's had, guys have kind of faded away down the stretch. And I don't know which side of it I'm on in terms of that's good fortune for him or his incredibly steady play and his incredibly his just ability to make birdies in big situations. What do you make five in a row yesterday? Yeah. I just I don't know which side of I'm on in terms of him being just so good that he lets everybody else fade away or he's gotten good fortune. Which side of it are you on? I think it started out as good fortune, and now it's just the steady nature of his play Mm. makes him be this guy. He had the quote, he didn't tell anybody about this until after he won the Masters, but where he was shaking and crying in his kitchen and telling his wife he didn't think he could do it. That, to me, and I'm sure if you go back and ask this version of Scotty Scheffler, that sounds like a guy who was dying to gag away the Masters the second he got any pressure put on him, but it never really happened. But if it were Tiger having tournament wins like this, and I want to be clear, Scotty Scheffler isn't Tiger. Nobody is. If Rory isn't and all these other guys were, Scotty Scheffler certainly isn't yet. But if Tiger was having wins like this, we'd say, well, that's just what happens. Once he gets cooking, everyone just fades away. So I think now that we've seen it happen so many times, I do think you have to give him some credit there. But I also think there is a little bit of luck at play there. I mean, you know, we I, I have for later on, but just like you mentioned, none of the big boys around. There was a moment there where Spieth makes the cut on the number. Then he goes six under the next day, and you think, oh, is he going to have the early charge? No, it's Tyrrell Hatton. And look, he played amazing yesterday, but it's just – not something to have you quaking in your boots, especially when a guy's five shots ahead. So I'm with you there. I will say, I think it started out as a little bit of luck, but now this is just who he is. He doesn't really have the big blow-up mistake, and it seems like every time he has one, whoever he's paired up with has it too. There were a couple moments like that early on when Minwoo Lee was still kind of floating around. You say, uh-oh, door's open here, and he, he could never just take advantage. Yeah. Now, would a better player have been able to do that? Somebody who'd been more in more of those moments possibly but you can only beat who's in front of you so i don't think you can take anything away what one other thing i wanted to throw at you about the chef as well is does anybody chip it i'm sure there are guys who chip in more throughout the course of a season nobody chips in more in the big tournaments that everybody's watching than scheffler he had the two this weekend you go back to the gusta we think of it there i don't know maybe it's just three and those are going to stick out forever it feels like whenever he needs it he can hold a chip out yeah, that uh, the one on Saturday murdered Adam Svensson in cold blood. Adam Svensson right. never recovered from that. <laughs> he was he had to get up and down for par, and he was leading by one at the time. 
and then he chips in for eagle then he i think he bogeyed it goes to nine and then he's never really heard of again from that after that so yeah that uh, that's those chip-ins are remarkable that one that he hit on saturday that high flop shot that's just as good as it gets it was inch perfect it just he's really really good at it and they said that with him and his caddy, they said on the broadcast that they had like a bet that I forget the amount of money that he had to pay to his caddy. Or think his, those guys are allowed to gamble. Yeah, but they had like a bet in terms of like he would have 10 chip-ins in the season <laughs> okay. and he had it before the Masters. So I'd say that's pretty good. I think that's more of a track record than luck at this point. <laughs> like you're pretty good at chipping it in. I. It's funny that that tournament really flipped in like a 10-minute window where – it was getting really, really exciting. I think, was it, Scheffler was at 14, and Hideki Matsuyama had got yep. it to 12 under, and Minwoo Lee had got it back to 11 under. It was like, oh boy, here, we actually have a tournament. And then Hideki doubles, Minwoo Lee just falls off the cliff. It really switched in like a 10-minute period where it seemed like it was going to be compelling. But yeah, I just, I really, I hate the narrative that it's boring. And I even saw Kyle Porter put out an article with the headline, you know, Scotty Scheffler is boring. And, you know, he was looking for the clicks and he got him and people were killing him on Twitter for him. Like, well, what did you expect? Uh, I don't know what you expect for. He's like, well, read the article. I'm like, yeah, everyone does that. So <laughs> good, good move by you. But I just I really, really do enjoy watching him play golf. And I know that there was it was lacking drama. And like, if you're just a kind of a casual fan, I could understand you flipping it on to something else on a Sunday afternoon. I really would. But from a pure golf fan's perspective, the way he does it, man, it's it's really beautiful. Like, he is as perfect as it gets right now in terms of every aspect of his game. The way he was driving the ball yesterday, yesterday Gunner, was just, it was murdering Min Woo. He couldn't yeah. compete. He was hitting it 320. He was hitting it 100 yards past Lee every shot. So it's just every part of his game is so perfect. And I just... I love watching it. The swing's unique. He look, he's not cookie cutter like a lot of these guys. He's working the ball around. He's putting beautifully. He's chipping, like you said. It's a really, really fun thing to watch. You just wish for a drama perspective that he had one guy that was within like two or three strokes of him. So a couple things there. On Min Woo, and I was all in, loved his look from the jump. The mm -hmm. greasy stash. He's looking like Macho Man out there. He goes Tiger Mock Neck. You can't have that whole look and be Iron Man off the tee. I'm sorry. Like, there yeah. is a grip it and rip it element. And look, I understand. Guy's professional. He's going to make as much money as he can. I get it. You're going to play the game that got you there. You just can't look like that and not be <laughs> gripping it and ripping it, cruising all over the place. If you told me one of these guys has wicked footwork and is slinging it 330 and it's moving all over the place i would not think it's scotty scheffler i would think it's the, the the guy who looked like he was birthed out of uh john john daly's like uh you know back alley somewhere or something like i could not believe that that was min Wu's game in terms of scheffler the more you mention it he's just the perfect foil like they always say in comedy you need a straight man right and that's what he is if you get him there with a rom who seems so fiery or a rory who wears everything on his sleeve or even you know guys who sorry aren't haven't been a factor in quite a while Bryson, who's this eccentric character, he is the perfect foil against just about every other kind of exciting young star you can have. It just stinks that we haven't really got to see it yet. And I'm not putting that as a knock on Scheffler. You can only beat who's in front of you, but that's what it feels like will really kind of highlight the differences. And honestly, it's like he is the kind of perfect 
white bread star to go up against a generation of guys that is like a little more sexy than than we would have thought of pro golfers five or ten years ago. Absolutely. And like there's no there's no doubt he's not the most electrifying personality. Like that that does play into this and <laughs> Right? Like, it's just. Oh, I was watching the Netflix series with my wife, and she is killing him even. Oh, got popcorn in the bed, Meredith. That's the most exciting thing they could have got out of him, is that his, his wife irks him when she eats popcorn in the bed. It was it just, it's nothing. So, to start this year, I guess we'll start the year at the Hero World Challenge. Is that fair? Good with me. Yeah, so he finished second there. The Century Tournament Champions, he was tied for seventh. American Express, tied for 11th. One at the Phoenix Open. Tied for 12th at the Genesis, tied for fourth at the Arnold Palmer, and he won at the Players' Championship. Pretty good. So he's just red hot now, and there's just, like, the one thing, I love when golfers get to this point of their sort of, you know, their arcs when they're really, really hot. There's just a sense of inevitability that it's like, you know, it's like a good home field advantage or a good home Mm. ice advantage when you're watching the playoffs, it's like, yeah, well, it's going to go through Boston or it's going to go through, you know, New York or it's going to go through. If you want to win any tournament this year or for the next coming years, it feels like you're really just going to have to beat this guy. He is the best player. He's number one in the world now, right? Again, like yep. he just went back up to number one. He's number one for a reason. You just don't get to win a golf tournament without him having a conversation. Look at those numbers I just told you. Seventh, fourth, first, top 10, top, like he's just always there. And listen, I always have a little soft spot for him because I feel like I was before it was cool. You know, I'm like that guy that like listened to the Kings of Leon first album. And I was like, yeah, I'm the coolest guy in the world because I like their first album. <laughs> I was talking to you about how much I love Scotty Scheffler and his rookie year and him coming up. So I feel like I have a little bit of, you know, I like him and I get to kind of cheer for him even harder than some people. So I do love that aspect of it. But the problem is, Gunner, and I told you this yesterday, <laughs> I have not won money on him. Like I've bet. I, it's like, I bet on him all the time in his rookie year. I'm like, this is going to be the one. He was always long odds. I was like, oh, he's 35 to one. This is the time I'm going to make the money. And now when he's winning all the time, I'm like, ah, there's no way I could bet Scotty Scheffler at 10 to one. That's absurd. And they're like, well, you know what? He's probably going to win. So just bet him. Like, just bet, <laughs> like take the shorter odds. Cause he's going to be in the conversation. You're going to get a sweat. Maybe you get a cash out. Like maybe just bet Scotty Scheffler now that he wins everything as opposed to when he ne- never won. Yeah, probably, uh, probably that would be smart. Go Thank back you. and have that conversation with yourself uh, eight months ago. I Boy, appreciate the amount that. Of, the amount of money we'd be able to make if we could go back and have just really recent conversations with ourselves about don't do that or do that because it's uh, it's very dumb or very smart. Uh, boy, get, be like be, Biff uh, and Back to the Future. Get the exactly. uh, get the sports almanac going. <laughs> we'd be killing it. Oh, we would. Boy, boy, would we. Uh, okay, so couple, uh, last thing on, well, not last thing on Scheffler, but just the, I, 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 it's funny, you were in on him early, I was out on him early, and now I feel like I have to stay out. I, again, I respect the game, I love it to death, the game. Just cannot. I. There's almost always someone else I find myself rooting for. Now, at the players, you want a good winner. And once he gets five shots up, it's, okay, let's run this thing up. How low can you go? I'm wholly on board. Love to watch him play. But like I said, get me him in a final pair with a guy who matters. And I'd be shocked if I would find myself not rooting against him a little bit. So uh, that that's where I kind of fall fair. on it. Do you does it make it does it matter to you at all? They were pumping the purse all weekend. Four and a half million for the winner. Everybody inside the top five gets a million dollar check. Does that do anything for you? Does it like up your interest two percent, change anything for you at all? Uh no, not really, because I know how rich these guys are. Very rich. It's very, like, very yeah, rich. every single guy is extremely rich. So like I don't really need 
I, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, they've got all the five golfers who got in the top five at this massive purse tournament are going to be even more rich. Like, to me, I kind of know that they're all rich. But to me, and this, I, you know, our thoughts on Liv, but mm-hmm. to me, this is just a direct shot at the Liv Tour, right? Like, they just, they're probably told, they're like, Zinger, keep talking about how much money this tournament is making these guys, how rich these guys are, and how dumb all those guys that went over to live look now that there's, there's the, the money that the PGA Tour was holding out on all these guys forever. Like, I'm sure Zinger got a card from Jay Monahan being like, oh, just talk about how good these purses are. Oh, like, I, it really does feel like me, like to me, that they're really just taking a direct shot at live with talking about how big these purses are all the time. It's an absurdly big purse. They're like, it it's is. a $25 million problem. Like, whoa, my God. Like, that's so much. Do, do you think anyone, forget in the golfing world, outside of his own family, like Zinger as much as no, we do? No. No, I, not a All chance. I ever hear about is how much people hate Zinger. And I'm like, guys, you just don't understand. What? I'm like, what What are you watching? I don't know. Are, is there a different Zinger? Is he the guy doing the call in the morning? And, that, <laughs> and to your point about the money, he kept normally, you know, he loves to talk about the sound. He was talking about it hitting a bag of coins. Like, he just had money on the brain this weekend. <laughs> The, you, the, you don't know how good that is when it hits the bank account. Mm, direct deposit. You don't know how good that is. Oh, we we love Zinger. He's our white whale. Uh, I'm going to get year. Zinger on the golf show this year. Wait, I promise you. As producer, uh, I promise you that Zinger will wow. be joining us at some point this year. There, there we go. Uh, last one on the money. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton. This shouldn't. Uh, I don't care that Tyrrell Hatton made any more money, but anytime a guy can go out one day of work and basically make himself two hundred or sorry two million dollars, he was sitting at about five hundred grand, and uh, he vaulted himself into second place. Just unbelievable the day he had. And for a guy who wears it all in his sleeve, I oh God, I would love to have heard the internal monologue if the money at all entered it well, for him. Because it's one thing to go from again, again, it's all relative, but like for these guys, it's one thing to go from five hundred to seven fifty. To go from 500 to 2.5 million is obscene. Okay, so a couple things on that. I got texted a brilliant idea from my good friend Madison, who we've played golf with many times. And he texted me, he said, they should have on the back nine on on Sunday, they should have the money counter. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean the money counter? He's like, well, no, so when a guy misses a putt and he, he bogeys, you see how much money he's losing with this putt, or you see how much money he's making with this putt. I was like, that is a brilliant idea. Why haven't they done that? They keep so, bragging about how much the purse is. It's like, just put a little money counter on there, and that'd be, I would watch, I'd be so into that. They, I guarantee you, and this is exactly the term I think the tour brass would use, which is ridiculous, because like we just said, they spent the whole weekend talking about all the money these guys are going to make. Bragging. They would say it was gauche. You wouldn't want to do that. It's too gauche. You don't want to do that. That is what they would say. I'm with you. I would love to see it. Also, it's a, it, they would they would do it to highlight a guy making 75K or whatever. I don't think, because they're still kind of in a little bit of the business of protecting these guys and their egos and all that. It's a problem. I'm not going to sit here and defend it, but that's why. Like, I would love to see it. It's just never going to happen. Like Imagine they're like uh, when Aaron Ray... Hits the Aaron ball. Rye. Oh, Aaron Rye? Is it Aaron Rye? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Aaron Ray. I was calling a- him Aaron a- Ray. Whatever. He made an ace. But then Good he, for him. Imagine when he dunked it on 18. It's like <laughs> splash. And then it's like ka-ching. And it's like oh, 500K gone. It's, like, like, it's actually like an old video game. You got like the coins yeah. coming out of the water. Like <laughs> yeah. bring, bring, bring. I, I just like, I absolutely love that idea. And I think for casuals on a Sunday afternoon where the result is completely already decided. Yeah. 
I think that would be a way to keep people a little bit more invested, just seeing how much money is actually on the line for these pots. Like guys have these pots. Like what did that birdie on? Like, I would love to know the exact term, what that birdie made Terrell Hatton on 18. Cause it got him into solo second, right? Yeah. That was the most unbelievable birdie considering how the pressure on the line in terms of money. Like he's in the pine straw and he hits one like a hook and it stops on a dime, and then he <laughs> hits a 10-foot birdie putt. Big smile on his face, big fist pump. I love that. So, I don't know. I love the idea about, for my boy Maddie about the money counter. Uh, I guess we'll never get it. We'll never get the coins flying out of the water when Aaron Rise dunk it in there with two <laughs> gloves and Tommy Fleetwood <laughs> double bogey in it as usual. I just, I, I think that's a great idea. So, we can move on from it because you think it's too gauche. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think it's too gauche. I think they think it's too it's gauche. Right. And just I, I did not give Hatton enough credit. At the turn, he was sitting at five under, which would have netted him at the time a prize of one hundred and forty-three. Ah, what a not bomb. a bad week of work. That sucks. Yeah. After uh, after twenty-nine on the back, two point seven million dollars. That's not awesome. Bad. So yeah. Yeah, just incredible. For He's him. a brilliant Get that player, on the broadcast. man. I love him. Like he I, is. I really, really enjoy him as a just a TV product because he yes, really agreed. does seem like a hell of a guy. Off, like how the hell is he not on full swing? Like he has to be on full yeah. swing next year. I would be so surprised if they don't get him involved. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. But anytime you but see he him, this is too much for them. Anytime you see him interviewed, anytime you see him like just off the court, he's always engaging with the fans. Like I know this is such a stupid thing, but he's walking off the course yesterday. I understand he made two million dollars on the back nine, so he's in a pretty yeah. good mood. But he's high fiving <laughs> every kid. Like he's stopping, he's talking to people. I I really, really like the guy. And then to have him inside the ropes, him talking to himself, him throwing balls in the water. I feel like he should be, you know, portrayed as a bigger star than he is. Like, he's just a really, really enjoyable watch. He's an everyman out there. He gets really pissed off. He's throwing his ball in the water. And then when he's hot, there's not many guys in the world better putting than him. Like, he is a really, mm-hmm. really fun player to follow. I hope he gets in on, um, on full swing for next year. Yeah, I would, uh, I would love to see that. Uh, I'm going to just do a quick little drive-by on Aaron Rye there. Uh, two gloves, you do what you want. And I know the backstory of his father, bottom clubs they couldn't afford when they were a kid. That's awesome. Get You're, you're a pro. Get those iron covers off. You were on the PGA Tour playing one of the most <laughs> iconic venues in the sport. You you want to wear two gloves and look like an idiot? That's your prerogative. Clearly, it worked out okay. Yeah. The iron covers ain't helping anything, buddy. Get the, burn them in a fire. Just please. Can okay, I, so needed to get that in. Yeah, go ahead. And one more thing about the Netflix. I forget who I saw tweet it. Um, I think Claire, maybe Claire Rogers. Does that sound right? She tweeted out. Sounds, sounds like a name. She tweeted out that for one of the episodes next year, they should do a Minji Lee, Minwoo Lee episode. And I was like, that is mm. the best. Yeah, it was Claire Rogers. I just want to give her credit yep. from golf.com. I was like, that is an excellent idea. That, you know, because, you know, it's got to be tough, man. Your sister is a stud. Like, she is one of the best players oh, yeah. on the LPGA Tour. How many majors has she won? I think she's won multiple majors. She's a winner on tour. You got to like, there's got to be an interesting dynamic between those two. I would love to see that as a Netflix, uh, as a Netflix documentary. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, it's like, it's the Spieth and Thomas thing, except on steroids because of the even bigger chasm. But then you throw in the chasm of, and I genuinely don't know this, like 
what are his finances like versus her finances. There could be a, a kind of opposite jealousy there of her being like, I'm way better than this, and I'm making yeah, a little bit more I money. am like, yeah, 10 actually, times the player my brother is, and I'm making half the money. Yeah, maybe there's a lot yes. to that episode, actually. Hmm. Okay, uh, get on that. Uh, you have no no you have no pull there. No. You have pulled to try to get a zinger. Uh, Chad Mum, uh, executive producer of that doc, get on that. We we need that. Uh, all right, just quickly uh, making sure we didn't get anything or miss anything. Three dunks at seventeen. That's always fun. Uh, we mentioned Svensson murdered in cold blood by that chip <laughs> in. Uh, he did he did hang on. Uh, him and Hadwin both t uh, thirteen finishes. So nice. one under rounds yesterday. Nice job, Good job for boys. them. Uh, boys, they're making uh, some tell cash. That's what I was going to say. I don't have the number in front of me, but you don't know how good that is uh, for, for them to have that weekend. Uh, big boy check-in. Rory just didn't have it. Rom got sick. And this does kind of go back to what we were talking about with Scheffler. And, and look, these guys try to peak at the right time. So I'm not going to say this element of it is luck. Clearly, Scotty's got something figured out there. But it's about when you peak in this sport. If there would have been a major a month ago, Rom and Rory would have felt like locks for it. And, you know, Rory's game sliding now. Rom's got this illness. Not to say they won't be heavily favored at Augusta or, or up there among the favorites, but it is kind of crazy how you have to strike while the iron is hot. And then the other guy I was thinking about with Scheffler as well is Morikawa. And not that he's faded away by any means, but we were sitting here thinking, oh, there's never going to be a year that he doesn't win a major. And all of a sudden, it's been a while. So you've got to strike while the iron's hot. You've got to take advantage of it. But, yeah, with, with Rom and Rory, not around this weekend that that's what it got me thinking about with the chef more more really faded away too because he was leading after the first yeah. round you really thought it was going to be one of those weekends where the putter is really hot like he made everything on on thursday and he's a type of guy that when the putts are going in like that there's no one in the world that's going to beat him like his iron play is just elite elite and it's always the putting with him so I thought for a second here, I'm like, oh, well, this could be a runaway for Morikawa. Then he really faded away. I just quickly, before we move on here, I just wanted to go mm-hmm. back to Svensson because yeah. uh, it was really awesome to have him as the leader of the Players' Championship. I know it's just Saturday, but I, you're playing in a group with Scotty Scheffler. He's an unbelievable player. I thought he fought pretty hard until he made that triple bogey. But, you know good on him. That's huge experience. Like that's just major championship sort of experience. And he's going to go into these non-elevated events. Like I'm assuming he's probably going to play a couple more of these non-elevated events than, you know, some of the big guys will with this experience where he's like, I'm one of the big dogs among the littler dogs that fair. Like I'm kind of elevating myself into that good middle class here, where if I go into these sort of non-elevated events, like I wouldn't be surprised to see him. I don't know if he's playing this weekend or not, but like, in these non-elevated ones in the sort of, you know, top 10 guys in betting. You know, if you're looking at the favorites for a tournament, if he's going to be involved, I could really see him being in that range. So I think having that sort of pseudo-major championship experience playing on a Saturday with the best player in the world, like, that, I know it didn't go well for him, and he ended up making, you know, a lot of money, and he got some great experience. I just think that's an awesome thing for Adam Svensson going into the rest of the season to have that experience. Yep, Valspar coming up. Uh, Hadwin, of course, has done well. Another, yeah, another he won Adam, there. Another Canadian. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, and Svensson's been a guy who's had some good results on the DP World Tour too. So those fields should probably bode pretty well for him in terms of what he'll see. Uh, should should he uh, tee it up at the Valspar? You'd like to see him, and yeah, just good on him. Those reps can never hurt, and you know it just kind of shows you the depth of Canadian men's golf. No Mac, no Corey this weekend. You still have two guys just outside uh, of the top ten. Uh, quickly had the leaderboard in front of me here. Did not play in the top about this i don't even know if you saw this tom hoagie can't believe i'm going to talk about him did you see his complaint about the tournament i did not by sean so, i saw him sh- saw him 
uh, set the course record on Saturday. Yeah. Well, he was asked about, you know, having a good time at the players, and he just fired off a tweet about it's too healthy in player dining. Can we please get some cheeseburgers in there? There's too many vegetables, and I don't know. Somebody found this man a cheeseburger because then he went out and shot the course record. So just a man after my own heart. I was going to say, is that – me some grease down my gullet. I was going to say, that's a Brent Gunning move right there. That's like, you you know, are you sure it wasn't you playing the players? Buddy, I don't, I don't want to uh, get too off off the rails here, but I did have some steamed broccoli the other day. Oh my just, god! Uh, mixed it into my diet, so yeah, look out, look out, Lacombe, Alberta. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you don't know what's uh, what's coming there. Uh, okay, anything else we got? Oh, Spieth, uh, just the full Spieth experience makes the cut on the number, goes bananas on Saturday. Can't do anything. He had a quote while he was on the third hole of the golf tournament, saying to his caddy, "I feel like I'm going to snap hook everything." I tell you all the time I don't get the appeal. I think I'm starting to get it. He truly is the most one of us of the elite golfers, just in that it can go at any given minute. Obviously, he can snap it back at any time as well. But I, I saw that quote from him, and I was I was just dying because that's the appeal right I, there. I saw that screenshot of him uh, when the, with the banana hook to the right yes. that ended up banging <laughs> off that guy's knee and back into play, and he makes an eagle. And he, the the quote was, uh, "What do you say? Is like is that in the, is that in the hazard?" And the the tweet said, yeah, he made eagle on this hole. And it looked like he was just going straight <laughs> in the drink. This is most, like, that quantifies Jordan's beat to me, that he just hits a wild drive, bangs off a guy's kneecap, gets it to the side of the green, and then the magician with the short game gets it into the hole for an eagle. It just kind of, you know, that's that's Jordan Spieth in a, in a nutshell. So I, I really don't love watching him play, if I'm being honest. It's just yep. too, it's too, it's too erratic. Like yeah. I, I like guys, you know. I like it's the watch- exact opposite of Scheffler, honestly. He really is. Like I, I just, it's too much. I don't know what's going to happen. There's no predict- predictability to his game. His driver might go. His putter might go. His middle game, like there's no predictability at all. And I like a little bit of predictability when I'm watching pro golfers. You know, like it's just too much of a roller coaster for me. Like I was looking at him, he was thirty-three to one to win the Players Championship pre-tournament. I'm like, you know what? Like, he is way too low down the card for how good yep. of a golfer he is. But I'm like, who in their right mind would bet that? And you got to be a psychopath. Like, I don't want to try to cheer for this guy. It's insane. So <laughs> I guess that's why all the American guys love cheering for him so much because it's such a roller coaster. And like, if he does win a big one, it's a really, you know, it's going to be incredibly exciting. Like. If he wins the Masters or wins a major or, you know, wins a PGA championship to complete the career Grand Slam, mm-hmm. you know it's just going to be an insane win where crazy crap happens the entire time. So I guess maybe that's the appeal. But for me, a little bit too wild. That'll be a more annoying day on golf Twitter than whenever Liv kicks back up again is what this weekend. Be, uh, when, yeah. Well, no, no. I just mean like whenever they like, should there be another wave or rumors of defections? It's like that will be the only thing that can rival my annoyance. Gunner, I gotta, I gotta tell you something, buddy. I don't think you, that's happening. Oh no, it's done. That is uh, <laughs> that ship. She has sailed. So I was gonna, I was gonna save that for the end. But uh, fired up for live. You, you are our correspondent, our, our man, at least spiritually on the uh, ground. Are you, are you fired up? You gonna I'll, check out the combine they're doing? I have um, <laughs> big weekend this weekend. I don't know how much sports I'll be watching in general before the Leafs game on Saturday night. If I got a couple minutes on the couch, I'll turn it on, see what's going on. I love seeing just. I think it's a really appealing, funny kind of prod, product to watch. Like I like it for different reasons than I thought I would. I just it's kind of, it's very corny. Uh the broadcast is borderline parody. 
Like, you know, will with, they still be talking about that guy drinking out of the shoe? Maybe will they still be doing that Maybe. a week later. <laughs> I, I just I think it's kind of, uh, you know, it's just kind of a train wreck to watch. And I kind of enjoy it. And there's actually some sick players mixed in with some sick shots. So, like, there's times where I have to change it because it's so cringy. But there's other times where I just I am absolutely locked in. So we'll see if I get some TV time this weekend, if I'm going to turn it on or not. But, yeah, listen. They're going to Tucson, Arizona. I'm going to Tucson, Arizona to play some golf. So I'm not going to Tucson, but I'm going to Arizona to play some golf. So, you know, maybe a little bit of, you know, serendipity there. But, yeah, like, you know, they're going to have a tough go here. I I don't know how, like, I don't know how you keep getting a rating of two people and you keep pumping (laughs) a trillion dollars into this. Like, I know the Saudis have all the money in the world, but, like, at some point, no? I just I don't think the worry is that the quote unquote money dries up. I just worry that they like I think the worry there would be they get bored of it and go if we're gonna waste this money I've done golf this is boring let's bring polo back or something yeah, like, like honestly like that is that's where my head goes with it if they think it's the smart thing to do they'll bleed and burn the money forever and we don't need to get into that conversation but I will say and I don't want to tell any tales out of school but just with the type of trip you have planned mm. I don't know you should reach out to the people a live activation with the group you got going I don't know I could uh, stranger things have happened like you said it's a little corny and it's a little hokey not that your group is but you get what I'm uh, you get what I'm saying there. I imagine I don't know if people would like that too much if I went and played like with some live guys I don't know <laughs> <laughs> just rocking my crushers hat I, I listen listen live this is a complaint for live I went okay. on the live website and you can't get merch no I thought the crushers hat was actually sick it's like a mesh back with that cheesy logo <laughs> on the front I'd wear it and play golf and just piss everybody off I, I really wanted to buy it and the only merch you can buy is just a hat that says live golf the one that like Roy, that, that Patrick Reed wears I'm like if you are trying to like promote your product sell some things like you know listen they obviously just have a lot of money behind them because they're not doing it very well in terms of promoting in terms of (laughs) right like it's just no you're not wrong it's very clearly just like a rich guy's toy you can just tell like it's just a guy that's like it's like you know a crappy nfl owner running a team that like i don't know maybe like it's like dan snyder running the commanders it's like I am just so obscenely rich. I don't really have to care about this, right? Like it's just like yeah. promote it better. Like be a little less cheesy. Like it's just if I was in head of communications for Live, which I don't think I want that as a job. It'd be a really, really, really hard, crappy job. I think at this point, there's they could just do things better to make it a little bit more appealing. Like sell some merch of your teams. Anyways, could you? The Live correspondent for the golf show is a little bit pissed off about Live right now. I don't Could think they're doing a good enough job. All the big J journos in your in your email inbox. If you had that job, you don't want. Any, oh any my parts god! No, Alan no, no. Shippenchuck and Kyle Porter just sending me hate then, mail every day. It'd be just, really fun. And then some some guy named Gunning in Toronto is just like, <laughs> "You'll pay for this. Look what you've done to my sweet tour." Uh, okay, uh, so we talked on live quickly. Uh, I'm not breaking any news here. Mm. That is just an awesome finish to that tournament there. 17 gets all the love, rightfully so. Awesome hole. But the fact that you have water in play down the left on 18, on 16 there's water in play by the green on the right side. There is nowhere you can hide down the stretch there. And I, I'm not saying it makes for the most compelling golf shots because you do have to kind of play it one way and one way only there. But there is just nowhere to hide. You got to go out and earn it. And I, I just love that in an event that they're going to consider their own major or the biggest field or so, however they're wording it these days. So the the drivable um par four. Par four 
I saw who was Cold No Laying Month. Up was tweeting about it. Oh, okay. They got to get rid of the like the rough by the water because yes. it takes away from the risk reward factor of it because mm-hmm. we saw Hideki yank one a little bit, like not a lot, but like it was a little baby pull and he gets a bailout and it stops before it goes in the water. And it's like, well, where was the risk then? It's not yep. like you're, it's just reward, reward. These guys can obviously hit that very far. And you see Homa blast smoked one. the flag stick in that, par. That is <laughs> unbelievable, by the way, that he smoked the flag stick with a driver. And then he, that, that stop, it stops up on the collar. And he made a birdie on it. So it's like, to me, these risk-reward holes that they've put together, like even on 17, cut that collar down. Like the yep. whole point is hitting the green. If you put too much spin on it, if you, you, know, you hit it a little bit short, like I get having the trap, have a little bit of trap, rough around the trap, I understand that. But outside of that, make it even harder. Like the the ball in the water on the last round, or someone in the chase, it's an electrifying moment. Like they just, it is. to me, they got to cut down those collars on a couple of risk reward holes. But yeah, it's a really really exciting course, and I I love watching him play it. And it's just a perfect venue for that. And yeah, seventeen is the best part three on tour by far. Like in terms of just like the crowd and everything mm-hmm. like there's nicer ones clearly like 12 at Augusta don't get me wrong nicer yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like all those like 16 and like you know like you can talk to me about ones that are nicer but just in terms of best moment of maybe the season is 17 like it's such a great thing to have there and the crowd is great there and there's aces this week I love 17 yeah 17 is great and you can cut the collar now because we got the tiger fist pump from the basically chipping off the collar when he was at the USAM there, and he's wearing that sweet pine straw oh, hat yeah, with the shorts yeah. and the coral shirt. So we've had that moment. So I don't care if anyone else ever has it, unless Charlie Woods is going to go play in that. And th- this is my just annual PSA. If we ever get Charlie Woods in a USAM, I need him wearing one of Dad's outfits uh, from, <laughs> from back then. Uh, he's his own man. He's going to do what he wants. I don't even know if he's good enough to get in those things. Yeah, I, I don't imagine know if that's he is. True. But uh, but if he is, I need him wearing that pine straw hat with that uh, amazing coral uh, shirt. McKee, uh, you, you're a man who likes to wear an amazing coral shirt from time to time. Oh, once in a uh, while. Once in a while. You bust out some color occasionally. Yep. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Always love it. Uh, we, can, we can confirm April 1st in Toronto on the fan. Master's preview will be coming out then. We'll also get it to you wherever you get your and, pods. And then and after some that, talk we'll be about, rolling. And some talk about me playing desert golf. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Scottsdale for three or four days with my, our mutual buddy Keegan uh, for his bachelor party. So I'm going to go. I think we're playing. I'm playing one thirty six hole day and two eighteen hole days. Lots of golf, probably some orange crushes and uh, no. going to enjoy myself. So really looking forward to playing some golf because, boy, the Toronto, Toronto weather. We played golf last year. I played. I looked at my Golf Canada app, which mm-hmm. keeps a great, you know, you can look at when they uh, when how many rounds you played the first round all that stuff keeps track of it beautifully for me the first round we played last year was april 2nd at dawn valley wow. i don't think no. uh something tells me with the way it's still snowing somehow right now mm-hmm. something tells me we will not be playing golf on march 1st i'm sorry april 1st yeah. this year something tells me what Let's uh, and this is this is just because we are who we are. Her, at least I am who I am. Let's hope we have some leaves to keep us busy into April, deep into April. Uh, yeah, McKee, deep into April would be nice. How about into May for one time? Look, 
I'm not getting greedy in my okay. Life, okay? <laughs> uh, just give me get get me to game seven the way it's going right now. No. Uh, all right. Uh, you you do not come here for Leafs commiserating. You get that from me literally everywhere else. Oh, <laughs> and him too. Uh, golf guys, gunning a McKee. Like I said, uh, April first on the fan. Don't have an exact time yet, but in the morning on the fan, we'll give you our Masters preview. McKee will be talking about playing desert golf. Hopefully he doesn't get bit by any snakes. Uh, that's always a worry for me here. I can only imagine how I feel <laughs> out there. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. It's been the Golf Show. Congrats to Scotty Scheffler, and big congrats to the Adams, Hadwin, and Svensson. A couple of T13 finishes for them. We'll be back in a couple of weeks talking some Masters, talking some desert golf, and whatever occupies our golfing minds. Thanks so much. It's the Golf Show, Sportsnet 590 The Fan.